Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Sunday League Pundits presented by Betway. It is me, Brett Waz, is joining us today and... Liam, you are back in the brand new iteration of Sunday League Pundits presented by Betway. Yes, Mr. I'm good, Mr. Tangerine. How are you? <laughs> Enough out of you, okay? Buddy, like, what has happened over there? It looks bad. It really does look it's bad. I didn't think it looked this bad. <laughs> I stepped outside. It was it, it was it's a cold. very wonderful it's day. Cold. It is. That's not that bad. It's like supposed to snow overnight. It's not that bad. Anyways, listen, we're back. The three of us, at least. I mean, I know there's 8.5 million of us in total, but there's three of us tonight. (laughs) So hello. Welcome. At least it's something. Yeah, exactly. If you are new, though, make sure you leave that uh, subscription and and a like. It's uh, another episode here of the three of us jibber jabbering about something that no one really cares about. But... uh, (laughs) The Champions League is back, though. The quarterfinals is back. Is this, a, this would be the first bit of Champions League since the Nations League or the, the international break, if, if I'm not incorrect, I, right? I do believe you are correct. I am not mistaken. And we do have quarterfinals. So we'll talk about quarterfinals in a second. But I figured it'd be nice for us to look back because we always talk about looking back at what our predictions were and we just never end up doing that. So we did a whole Champions League prediction back in, well, you know what? I did have it up before. Before the Champions League started seven months. I wrote mine on August 31st, 2022. <laughs> Which I, don't, I don't think I remember mine. I think you just tried to seal mine once, but it's okay because I have yours, I have Liam's, and I have my predictions from that prediction video seven months ago. So we're going to go back and do a little bit of an audit. Maybe we'll do a forfeit. I don't know. We didn't really talk about it. I know Liam's not great at forfeits, right, Liam? (laughs) Hey, it's coming. It's coming. It wasn't my fault. Weather. (laughs) Weather. That's what it was. The weather. (laughs) Oh, the weather. It's sunny, ain't it? Um, But so we are going to go back through our predictions. We are going to basically, I guess, tally them up live here as we go through and see who did the best, see who did the worst. And I have a feeling it's probably was. So let's start off. Bro, I got the best ball knowledge out of anyone. Let's be honest here. You know how the only ball Waz knows are the two between his legs. Let's start with Group A. As Group A finished up, Napoli on top, Liverpool second, Ajax third, and Rangers fourth. Not going to lie. 
we all had uh well pretty much the same group here same predictions yeah. liam you had liverpool napoli rangers ajax i had liverpool napoli rangers ajax and as did actually no i'm taking a look at was was has napoli liverpool rangers ajax so got napoli right got liverpool right and switched up unfortunately ajax. i honestly believe if rangers had alfredo morello still they would have went He's there. He's still there. Are you? He's still there. Yes, he's still oh, there. He does. Oh, never mind. Okay, I was playing That's FIFA career mode, and he's in La Liga, so I thought he went there. He will be going there because he has said already he's going to be going there at the end of this season. But oh, uh, yeah. he's okay. not. He's not there right now. See, I, I thought it's like it's like the people from the UK. Oh, you get your ball knowledge from FIFA. Yeah, you literally, I, we're only four minutes and 15 seconds in. About two minutes ago, you said I have the best ball knowledge on the pod. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, lies. <laughs> so uh, that means, Liam, you had zero. I also had zero. And we have somehow walked away in, through the first mm -hmm. grade mm -hmm. with Waz already having two. And hey, I'm man, look, I, I just believed in Quaradana from the start. I knew he would torch Trent. I said it from the beginning, I you think. Did. You did. And yeah. he did. And it happened. And Trent is still getting torched. So is VVD. Fraud. Don't compare oh, him to Vidic. Oh, careful Did, on Twitter there, was. Careful what you're saying. Did you not lose 7-0 to that team? Okay. Shut up, This is the Champions League. We weren't going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. You weren't in there. Don't worry about it. Well, no. I was going to talk about how Virgil van Dijk is apparently better than Vidic and Rio and all these people that J Jamie Carragher said on Twitter today, which has been... An absolute disaster. Did you see that? I did not actually. Oh yeah, no, it's caused an absolute fever pitch on on Manchester United Twitter. But that will get us into a whole other tangent. Let's move on to Group B, where Porto and Club Bruges walked away with uh, the shocker, I think, did of the Champions one League. Coming. One, two, Leverkusen third, Atletico Madrid finishing bottom of Group B. <sighs> So, boys, uh, taking a look all the way around. Zeros. 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 <laughs> the closest we went and was just straight up copied me was uh, Porto in second. Uh, I had Bruges fourth. But I do want to say that in that video, and I felt very dramatically or very emotionally or whatever, I felt very confident in the fact that if – Porto or Bruges were able to take advantage of a Leverkusen or Atletico Madrid, they would be able to sneak into a spot there. And somehow both of them <laughs> snuck in. But we also got Estacchio and Buchanan and technically Kyle Aaron in yeah. that next uh, uh, round as well. So um, some positives and negatives coming out of Group B. Yeah. Good. That's all yeah. I can say. That's well, all I, can I, say. I, mean, I mean, at the end of the day... <laughs> From a Canadian perspective, I think that was the best possible result we could have gotten in that group. And I do love watching Atletico Madrid have a bit of a uh, meltdown. Yeah, those were some of those meltdowns were bad. 
Like watching some of those, especially against Bruges when they allowed that late goal was, and I'm pretty sure it was at home, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, on kickback presented by Betway, when uh, Caroline did talk to Stefan Estacchio, he mentioned uh, his goal against Atletico Madrid mm-hmm. specifically about his his growth in the game and growth as a player. And he mentioned just getting past Witzel and scoring that goal. So, yeah, it was a real lapse, but it also showed, it, you know what, we can also talk about this too with Club Bruges. Bruges moved on to the knockout rounds and then switched coaches and that didn't go very well. Who was it that? Oh, Scott Parker. Scott yeah. Parker. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. The guy who was nearly relegated. The Prem. Shocker. Not a good coach. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Right? He comes in here and you're like, no, no, let's toss him into the biggest tournament, the biggest stage in football. And yeah. you're shocked that you went out? Yep. Well, at least he didn't get sacked by Reading. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that was me. I got sacked by Reading in FIFA. Let's move on to group. And then, oh. and then with Mallorca, I conceded a hundred goals in one season. We finished seventh. I'm sorry. Are we talking FIFA career mode? <laughs> sorry, like, sorry. Yeah. I've, been really in, I've been really into it. I feel a connection with the club. <laughs> um. Oh also, God. also heard that uh, Club Bruges is also in talks, apparently, potentially, with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer for yeah! Oli Solskjaer. There we go. <laughs> that, that vacant spot. Already, Group C that finished Bayern, Inter, Barcelona, and Victoria Pilsen, and this one does have a clear winner. Group C for Liam did go like this. Bayern, Barcelona, Inter, and Pilsen. That is not how that finished. So an even one for Liam as I reach down for mine. Bayern, Inter, Barcelona, and Victoria Pilsen. Hmm. Hey, hey. An even four. Take a look at that. And then Wazi, Barcelona, Bayern, Inter and Victoria Pilsen. I'm pretty sure Waz did say Lewandowski is going to cook. <laughs> he did not. He did not. And Barcelona, they 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 suck. Somehow, like they suck in weird ways. So uh, I just Boston want United. to also make this very clear. I also called this one too. I, and I know we took a look at this and said I went four for four, but I sat here, took a look at each and every one of you in the eyes, specifically Maddie, and said, I shall see you, Barcelona, in the Europa League. You and did, what you happened? Did, you did say that. <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure you did say, when you see them in the Europa League, you're confident you'll you'll walk over them. Big shout out, Bayern Munich. Am I right? Mia San Mia. Fucking guy, man. The amount of times that he just, I, I don't know where you are sometimes, Wazi. I genuinely sit there and I'm so concerned where you are in conversations. But yeah, hey, Mia San Mia, baby. Mia San Mia, baby. <laughs> so I walk away with four points, Liam with one, Was with, uh, well, zero. Right now, I take the lead for Was with two. Liam with Did one. Did Waz get one for Victoria Pilsen? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, you would have yeah. gotten one for Victoria well, Pilsen. I guess that wasn't so two. difficult, was it? I hate this I, guy. I, I mean, I mean, 
Yes. No, not everybody predicted that, everyone right? Everyone predicted like, Bills. That, that wasn't yes. difficult, was it? That no, was... it wasn't. But it's, I'm giving you a point, was chill. Yeah, he's he's literally on your side here. I was the Daddy one. Chill. I, I, I was just, shit. Okay. Daddy chill. Wow. <laughs> Daddy chill. Wow. Uh, alrighty, let's move on to Group D. Tottenham walking away with the uh, group there. Frankfurt took second. Shocker. Sporting took third, and Marseille took fourth and uh you know what i have been pumping myself up this whole time and this was the group that uh you know what i i i will eat my words in kind of i guess because i did get two of them right tottenham i did get topping the list or topping the group i should say i had marseille in second because you may remember how confident i was in marseille and we got to the champions league and they were awful awful so i'm sorry for that but i did have sporting in third and frankfurt fourth so i'll eat my words with the two of them there so i do walk away with two points liam you had uh tottenham uh, uh marseille as well frankfurt and sporting so uh you're walking away with the one easy point so out of boy you did a thing <laughs> yeah and was is also walking actually you know what what the hell? Almost no, no, not a perfect bracket here. Tottenham on top was had, and then he had Sporting second instead of third, Frankfurt in third instead of second, and Marseille in fourth. So we all walk away with two. Yeah, we'll Screw you. I, I fuck the Spurs. What you had one? Oh yeah, you did have one, Liam. You're Tottenham, right. Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. Had a boy, had a boy. I'm proud of you there. I'm proud of you. Uh, but why? I know everybody was cautioning me because, uh, again, I, I'm pumping my own tires here. But I know everyone was cautioning me around picking Marseille in the Champions League. But why do you think it didn't go well? Because they had the hot start to the season. They had all the pieces coming in, like. What do you think kind of went wrong for Marseille? Do you think it was just the big stage or is that just history repeating itself? I mean, I, I had them in second as well because, yeah, like I said, they started League One really hot this year. So I thought that form would continue into Europe, but it clearly mm. didn't. I mean, they had moments of, of decent. They had moments of, 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 of causing a bit of upset, but really it just it didn't seem to, to, to come all together at the right time for them. Maybe just a step too big too quickly maybe maybe just that team's not ready yet for european competition maybe it says a little bit about the french league i mean there's not many french teams left in europe are there yeah well there's only is there i guess probably only one yep really but I'm pretty sure shocker no one in PS europe league. wait yeah psg right yes psg yeah. i was gonna say did they oh get my mind there's so many there's so much going on <laughs> It's All a right. whirlwind. <laughs> Let's move on to Group E, which is a little shocking. I'm looking at some of our lists, and I'm kind of shocked with how it, it, it panned out. But uh, <laughs> Chelsea topped the uh, group in real life. AC Milan second, Salzburg third, and Dinamo Zagreb in fourth. Liam, you had Chelsea topping the group. AC Milan second. Then had Zagreb third and Salzburg in fourth. I had AC Milan first, Chelsea second, Salzburg in uh, third, and Zagreb in fourth. And then was you had Milan, uh, Chelsea, Salzburg, and Zagreb. So you you actually got two. I had two. 
Liam, you also had two. So there we go. We'll go with that. We'll walk different ways. But now we we take a look at what's going on in the Champions League. We take a look at what's going on with Chelsea. Let's say this team right now that Chelsea has were plopped back into the start of the Champions League. The team that they had now was at the start of the Champions League. Would they still be in the spot they were in or that they finished in in the group mm. stage with where they're at now? I, I think so. I, I think the players are good enough. The team's good enough to go through. I think they had a little bit more quality than some of the other teams in front of them. So it just the managers are, have been a little bit different. They've had three so far go, going into the next game. So, I mean, on yeah. paper, the Chelsea squad today is probably better than the Chelsea squad during the during the Champions League group stage. So you would think that they would, they would top this group a second time, but something is so wrong at Chelsea. So honestly, this group, if this group started today, I don't know if Chelsea would even make it through. I could see yeah. losses to Zagreb and Salzburg. You know, I, I could, I could. I, and did they not lose away at Dinamo Zagreb? I think you're you're right here. Because I said that's sure. why that's why I chose Zagreb in third. I said away mm-hmm. days to Zagreb are tough, especially in the cold winter. Chelsea can go away and lose, and I think they can beat Salzburg home and away. That's why I chose them in third. And yeah, I think they played each other. Salzburg, um, like Zagreb and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, we got there eventually. I'm pretty sure the two of them played very early on in the group. And I was like, look, it is happening. I'm telling you, this is this is a storyline. But uh, yeah. Chelsea, that that's a conversation I think that, that could last for hours and hours, and we would never find an answer because yeah. there is no answer, I don't think. Yeah, I completely agree. Alrighty, let's move on to Group F, and uh, yeah, you're shaking your head. I'm shaking my head looking at these uh, results here. And, Listen to uh, me. For 60 minutes in Group, in, in the match day one, at home versus Real Madrid, we were by far the better team, okay? We hit the post. We were dominating. We were pressing. It was beautiful and post football. I have never seen brilliance like that. If Jota was fit the entire group stage, I'm telling you, we scored more goals we look fantastic okay don't yell at me uh goal i also de- sorry brett i also think if you had the jota song you would have went through it as exactly well. it has the vibes the vibes has, go through it was so good <laughs> maybe you'd have a goal differential of minus five instead of minus 11 but either way group <laughs> f finished like this real madrid on top rb leipzig second Shakhtar donetsk in third and celtic in fourth Ah, Jota on the wing, baby. Liam, yeah. you were very optimistic. You I had Real trying. Madrid, Celtic second, Leipzig in third, and Shakhtar Donetsk in fourth. You get a one with the easiest one there. Good job, Real Madrid. I'm not even mad. I am impressed. Uh, I ended up also getting one. Actually, I got two points here. Uh, Real Madrid, RB Leipzig, Celtic, because I don't know why I trusted you, you and your damn Scots. And, and like, didn't Rangers finish above you? No, you're lucky. You're lucky. Rangers finished with the worst. the worst ever Champions League group stage. Yeah, you are lucky. Lucky that no, they literally great. had to be the worst club in Champions League history or that would have been sad. Uh then I had Donetsk in fourth and then Wazi <sighs> What? What? What did I do wrong this time? 
Waz's group F prediction was Real Madrid first, RB Leipzig second, Shakhtar Donetsk third, and Celtic in fourth. Four and for four, four for four, baby. That's right. That's right. Real recognized real. <laughs> this is the second perfect one that he has. No, 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 no. I thought it was the second no, perfect one but he has. I mean, to be fair to him, he's going to be though. This is about to be the second perfect one. To be fair to him though, that 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 is how that group should have ended. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's fair. But thanks for you, you absolutely ruining. Gotta pump my tires. Yeah, and it's going to continue because Group G ended exactly how you had it too. Manchester City on top, Dortmund second, Sevilla third, and Copenhagen in fourth. However, I will also say right after that that you did copy mine because i did have the exact same thing but liam was drinking the dormant is not so great kool-aid as uh he had manchester city on top sevilla in second who was arguably one of the worst clubs in europe at the time dortmund third and copenhagen in fourth, what the hell were you thinking? I thought I just thought Dortmund had lost too much talent over That's the years, fair. and and I thought I thought Sevilla would finally want to play in the big boy competition, not the Europa League. So, you know, but you know, Dortmund Dortmund had a very good group stage. I thought they did. Yeah, no, they did, them. but uh, so much so that uh, Wa it kind of made Waz fall in. Blind love with yeah. Dortmund, and yeah. now he's in a love-hate relationship with Dortmund. Ain't that right, Walsh? I mean, I've always liked Dortmund for, like, a lot of years. I just had a little hope they could go on to win the Bundesliga, and they proved me wrong yet once again. You just so, stopped believing in this team. I know. I think I'm, I, I I have to – yeah, yeah. There's always that little bit of, like, they're teasing you a bit, you know? Like, hey, we can we can do it. Nah, no, nah, we're, we're still shit. <laughs> no, they're not shit. They're just they're just not Bayern. They they are like the Spurs, the Bundesliga. That's yeah. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> something else, man. There's going to be a lot of angry German fans <laughs> coming at you after that. I don't think you want to piss off Germans either. No, 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 they're okay. As, as long as they're as long as they're not Frankfurt supporters. I heard they're very. Oh, now he's throwing Frankfurt. I have Frankfurt. I have had Germans tell me that Frankfurt supporters are violent. They are not nice. You know what? I hate Schalke fans as well. <laughs> yeah, he had whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> okay, these, I will admit these were from Hertha Berlin supporters. Oh, you know what? Dude. Fortuna Dusseldorf, get out of here! <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 Already, and the final group, which we absolutely butchered, Group oh, H, God. Benfica taking top spot in Group H. PSG walking away in second. Juventus. What the hell did I just say? Juventus. Uh, taking third. And Maccabi Haifa, who walked away with a massive win against Juventus. Am I yep. right? Yep. They had even points with Juventus yep. in this. But we did not have even points at all. As Group Age, Liam, you had PSG first. Juventus second, Benfica third, Haifa in fourth. We all the had sens- the sensible guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, we mm-hmm. all had Maccabi Haifa in third. I had uh, Juventus first, 
PSG second, so I did get the second yeah. point with that. Uh, Benfica, I had third, and Maccabi Haifa in fourth. And then Waz, you had PSG, Juventus, Benfica, and Maccabi Haifa. And then we watched this Juventus side, and it was not at all what we expected. And then since the start of the year, we all Look, know the drama that they had to go through, and now Waz has something to say about Juventus. No, this is why earlier I kind of questioned if PSG was in the quarterfinals because it seems like there's always a negative narrative. I just kind of forgot that they qualified for the round of 16. Who who they even take on in the round of 16? Who's that? Sorry? PSG. PSG would have played. Was it not Benfica? If I'm probably, not I, 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 that's just that's just the thing. It feels like there's always this like negative narrative it's just around. Been so long since. Yeah, yeah. Been. It does feel like it's been a while since round of sixteen. So you kind of round of sixteen. PSG played Bayern I, Munich. Oh, see, yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. Yeah, Bayern, and they're out now. <laughs> oh, but yeah, they are out. Somebody told. Somebody said they were in next round. It might I, have said, been. I said they were the last French team. See, I, I, you called me stupid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. About the 20 minutes ago, there are everybody no else called them stupid, too. <laughs> About 15, 20 minutes ago, everyone was like, they're not fucking out yeah, they, but they uh, were the last French team in Europe, but they're out now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let me tally these up, but. While I am doing that, tell me your guys' biggest surprises and favorite. I know we were just talking about hmm. some of the how long ago everything seemed, but tell me some of the things that you really remember from this Champions League. And uh, Liam, I'm going to come to you first. Are we Other than the fact league? that your or... side sucks. Wow. Wow. Just wow. Are we talking group stage or are we talking round? It doesn't matter anything, anything, anything. Well, I mean, overall, I, I mean, let's start off. I loved watching a couple downfalls happen. We did mention Juventus. I thought that was extraordinary. Uh, Atletico Madrid. That was fun. I loved watching Rangers get pumped by Liverpool at Ibrox when they all said, this is it. This is where we stamp our, our name on European football. And then they went out to lose like six nil, something like that. That was great. Um, I'm pretty sure group D the Tottenham group had drama on last match day, which had, Tottenham going out of Europe and then they scored yeah. a goal to go through. I'm pretty sure that was good. I remember that. Um, <clears throat> I said Group F, honestly, the first hour against Real Madrid in match day one was fantastic European football for Celtic. Um, I remember that 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 day, yeah, that day I I had the game on record. I, I was at work, I got home, I didn't check the score, I didn't, I had my phone turned off, I had my sister turn on the TV, have it paused at kickoff. So I could come in and just start and watch as if the game was just starting then. That was a great day for that one. I loved watching that. Uh, and then, yeah, like I said, Group H, Juventus just shit the bed. Was you know anything for you that stands out? Yeah, my love affair with uh, Napoli and Caracelli. Yeah. And the, especially the games against <laughs> Liverpool. It was fun to see them get dominated, especially Trent being embarrassed by... Donna and getting that salad, that mop of a hair has being tossed around. Sit down, boy. Can 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 I can I just ask where, why do you have such a hatred for Alec uh, for Trent Alexander Arnold? I don't know, man. Just just play fucking right back. 
All right. He the- Genuinely, he just doesn't want to play well, he right does. back. He does. He's a very, you know, high-pressing right back. But I like to see a right back defend. And for whatever reason, he just gets very exposed all the time. He's a high up. He's too high up his line. He's never tracking back. He's, he's always leaving about his space. But maybe that's Liverpool as a whole. Maybe Liverpool's problems kind of expose him a bit more than yep. they should. Yep. So maybe I'm putting too much hate. And, you know, Liverpool. It's Liverpool. And I also just... I'm sorry, I don't like his hair too much. I like his old hairstyle. Um, bro, you like, heard it here first. Trent, get a haircut. But maybe I just, yeah, I maybe I'm, yeah. Did you not come up to me the other day? I, didn't I join like a chat that we were having and that the first thing you said was that Trent needed to cut his hair? Yeah, probably. He's obsessed. He Not's is obsessed. Okay, I am just about to wrap up the final uh, tallies here. But before I reveal the score, we are going to have, I just want to say, we are going to have a watch along on Wednesday for the Champions League as well. So make sure you do tune into that. But with that being said, I want your Champions League winners for this season now that we have, what, eight teams left. So. Liam, I'm going to come to you first. I think I know what Waz's answer is going to be, so I'm going to come to you first. After the way that they handled what I think is the most stacked team in Europe, I have full confidence in this side to go on and beat whoever's in front of them. They have an almighty test here in the quarterfinals, but I think Bayern Munich will be champions of Europe again. Wazinho, what do you think? I would love to see Bayern go all the way for Fonzie. Like, to see a Canadian be a two-time Champions League winner would be sick. Two-time! So they're kind of my safe pick, but obviously I want to see one of the Italian teams or Benfica go all the way. Like, I I know I love Napoli, what they're doing, and they got uh, Pietro Zielinski, the Polish lad. But also, even if Milan or Inter won the Champions League, that would be cool. To see an Italian side lifted after, like, the last time they did was 2010, Juventus got close. Just someone different, right? We've seen so many Spanish, English, and, well, Bayern win it. (laughs) We have eight teams left in... The Champions League, Benfica, Inter, Man City, Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Chelsea, AC Milan, and Napoli. And your champions of Europe this year is going to be Napoli. Yeah. It'd be a great story. It'd be a fantastic, it would arguably be one of the best Champions League stories it ever has been. It very well could be because would it because Waz and I were on we were doing our watch long for that uh, Napoli as well. Was it not Napoli Waz who it's their first time even making it to I, th- I think so, yes. The like semifinals well, or the quarterfinals. quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, quarterfinals. Like, like, cat out. It is <laughs> it is like <laughs> this guy is yelling. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you those. Do you not think maybe it's gonna finally be Pep Guardiola's turn in no. Manchester City? No, 
No. He's got everything he needs. No. At what point do we start calling this man a fraud if he doesn't win with these teams? At what point, Brett? The man did not win with Bayern Munich when I thought they had a fantastic team. He's now been in Man City for, what, five years? And yeah. he's got the perfect team now. He's got everything he but, needs. But when are we calling Bap a fraud? When? When? If he doesn't win this season, when? I don't care about the Premier League. I don't care. Give me the champo. I just want to say, yeah, you, you can't sleep on Man City. Like, you can't. They, they are on, they're on incredible form right now. They're dominating every team in front of them. Holland's got braids now, okay? The guy's ready to go full Viking. Yeah, he, he did the full braid. Oh, yeah. He's ready for Valhalla. Did you see okay? the, he, he fucking says, you know, I'm going to do a bicycle kick. He's yeah. excited. He, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, what is this man? But the thing is, is that it was hardly a bicycle kick. I'm half sure that he had one foot still on the ground. It kind of remind me, remind me of Messi. Do you remember that one bicycle kick Messi scored like two years ago, a year ago? It was like barely off the ground. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know. I think I forget what, what I was watching, but this guy goes, I don't even think Holland is the best player in Manchester City, let alone the best player in Premier League. I was like, this guy is scoring goals for absolute fun. And then he goes, other than scoring goals, he doesn't do anything. They go, good so, thing he's a striker, not a goalkeeper. Foot <laughs> Mob has some cool insights. So Man City have not lost in 12 matches. They have won the previous two matches against Bayern Munich and have won their last eight matches and unbeaten 12 games at home. What? Hmm. Okay, haven't lost tw- in 12 matches, but also have won their last eight matches. What? What's the difference there? <laughs> it's going to be a big match either way tomorrow, but yeah. I have counted up, tallied up the scores, and this is interesting. Liam, you came last. Cheers. By a lot. Yep. You had eight out of a possible 32. Sounds about right. That we could have had. So this sounds like my my uh, high school math marks right there. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it did remind me of math for myself as school in general. However, for first place, we have a tie. Hey. Between Waz and I, we both got 16 out of 32 on the dot. It's not bad. It's not bad. Congratulations, Waz. It's very anticlimactic, but yeah, yeah, fair enough. But wasn't this how our Premier League thing happened? I think so. I think it usually does. Yeah, because Waz just copies people. Yeah. It won't happen this year because Waz has leads like twice or three times. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Um, Also, I want to say with uh, Bayern and City, what's interesting is Bayern have also like in the Bundesliga, they have won games and also like they they beat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Dortmund, then they lose to fucking Freiburg. I don't, don't get it. Don't worry, they got Thomas Turtle. My man knows how to win Jampo. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Alrighty, let's move on from the Champions League to, well, the Nations League. Well, the National League. National League? <laughs> National Na- League. National League, not the Nations League. We aren't talking about that anymore. You National the, League. For the Champions League to no league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, as one of the biggest stories in the game today is happening from a non-league game. As Wrexham walks away... With a massive three to two victory over Knotts County, and because of a last minute or an 85th minute penalty shot, save. no, no, 96th minute, it was 96. It, I was, thought it, was, added, it was added time. No way, <laughs> like I thought it was the 85th the minute, 96th minute penalty wild. save. It was the absolute Hollywood story for for Team Hollywood. It From was none incredible. Then Ben Foster. Yeah. Ben Foster in what his second game for Wrexham, making the biggest save in Wrexham's history to win three two over Knotts County and to go up three points over them for automatic promotion. Liam, is this the greatest story going on in sports in general right now? I mean, I, I, I understand people who go, oh, well, they're buying this title. They're, they have all this money behind them. Their wage bill is ridiculously high. They're not playing as a National League side. And I get that. I get that. However, they have these resources and they're using them to their advantage. You can't hate a team for doing that. That's just what they've got. Now, you have to say, though, they haven't done it recklessly. I mean, they they, they signed a, a, a great goalkeeper in Ben Foster. I mean, he was in the Premier League last, mm. but he is 38 years old. He was retired for six months. So, I mean, for him to come out of retirement, he was filming videos with mini minters two weeks ago yeah that's out here saving penalties to, to, to literally win promotion for Wrexham, who he had played for decades ago you know and, and here he is just what a story i mean what a story that was i mean i love watching ryan reynolds up in the stands he went nuts and then after the game they were he came down he was talking to uh to ben foster he goes could you write a better ending to this and ben foster goes this is why we play this game. There is no better ending than reality kind of thing. You know, this you can't script a story this good. Now, uh, and was I'll, I'll come to you in a sec here, but I'm curious to know like the thing about this side is there's you mentioned all the the buying of the team and uh, that you can put the quotations around and all the the real limelight that's being tossed onto this team but 
it's kind of deserved maybe maybe and this is me going oh there's there's all this production around it and it's funny and cool good for the sport but like it's deserved i think especially for the fans for yep. the growth of the game because now yep. look you could even look in north america i think it's grown way more in north america because people are actually giving a shit here in north america like er- earlier this year you could sit here and watch uh a rexa match on sportsnet yeah on sportsnet yeah. and they won one of those games that they showed on sportsnet like they they it, it, they're really growing the game here in North America, but was I, I want to hear kind of your opinion on having Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney so active in everything that's going on. Do you think they're kind of, do you think that's very intentional and they know what they're doing or do you think they actually just really love a, the team and B what's really going on? I, I think it's a mix of both and I don't see an issue either way. It's like, you're kind of developing a club from the all with the national league and you're trying to bring it up, right? It's, it's no different than almost what, um, what's the one side from YouTube. Oh, hashtag uh, hashtag hashtag United, United, right? Like that's a team from created from YouTube, right? I, I love seeing more of these American celebrities getting involved and they're kind of highlighting the grassroots level of football in England. And I love that, you know, I love it when not even just, English, but you know, American and Canadians show off Sunday League. No, it's not really Sunday League, right? But it's it's important. It's local mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. Like they're showing where the passion is, the people who come out. It's it's nice to see. That's where that's what football is all about. You know, I think that's what Ben Foster said on on the field during the interview. He goes, "We're here in the National League, and we're selling out our stadium every single match day. Ten thousand people are coming out to watch the National League." Whereas a couple of years ago, before the investment, you'd be lucky to get a couple thousand over to this. And not only for Wrexham, but the publicity and mm-hmm. the energy that this has pumped into the National League and then then League Two kind of thing and the mm-hmm. football pyramid lower down. This is getting eyes to this these leagues that, that otherwise would not get the, the eyes. Now, the next step for them, if I'm not mistaken, is League Two, right? Yeah. yeah. That's um, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Like. Can I give a special shout out though to a certain player? Because mm. we talk about Ben Foster. I want to give a special shout out to Paul Mullen, the striker up top. The man's got 35 yeah. goals this season with a 100% shot accuracy. What? Is, every shot he's taken so far in the National League has hit the target. <laughs> like, it's unheard no way. of. It is unheard of. He also he has, has a 30 grand- plus goals. 35 goals Holy and a grand total of zero assists. The yeah. Is, is <laughs> Fuck them kids, bro. That's hilarious. Oh, wow. That's, wow. That oh. was sussy. What? Whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Let's move on from uh, the national league uh, from a lot of security to a team that has next to no security. And that is Lester city. Oh, okay. Thank God. Thank you. Oh, you're going down. Yeah, this is something that uh, has been brewing all season. And we are bringing this up purely because I want to take my victory lap. At the start of this season, I sat in this basement 
looking at each and every one of you. In fact, I'm pretty sure both of you were there when I sat and proclaimed that Leicester City was going to be relegated by the end of next year. We are sitting here with what? Six games left in the Premier League season? Seven games left in the Premier League season? And Leicester City currently sits 19th Mm -hmm. in the Premier League and two points away from safety in the Premier League. Now, there's a lot of things that are going around with it. Now, I do also want to say last episode... After directly after was said the 13 coaches that were fired, including Brendan Rogers. I sat here last week and said, How are we not talking about Brendan Rogers being fired or yeah. not the fact that he still has a job? So I want to say that I was in my own world. But then came the talk and the conversation that Jesse Marsh was going to be the new manager at Leicester City. And within about 48, 36 hours, all of a sudden, that went away, and he is no longer going to be the manager. Now, I started this tangent without actually picking up who is actually taking the job. So, Liam, who is taking the Leicester City job? It is Mr. Dean Smith, the former Norwich boss and Aston Villa coach. So, We sit here now with Leicester 19th in the Premier League. And a lot of the teams around them aren't exactly having the worst stretch down while the stretch here. And some teams are starting to pull away. By the end of this season, will Leicester City still be in the Premier League was? No, probably not. No, based on the results and how things have been gone, they're probably going to get relegated, which is a shame considering what happened in 2016. And, you know, they got into Europa League and they got back in the Champions League and they had so many good storylines. And it's it's a real shame that it's now crumbling so quickly, it feels. You know, you would think they would last longer than this in the Premier League or at least be up there with the top 10. And, you know, you see the likes of Brighton who have come into the Premier League and are now – looking like mainstays for a while. So, but to be fair, Leicester as a club has had to face a lot of adversity. I think it was their, was it their owner, their president who was in that plane crash a couple of years ago? It was the club owner that was in the helicopter crash, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, they've faced a lot. You know, maybe going down to the championship could be beneficial for them. No, and I'll tell you why. Ooh. So 100% Leicester, I, I have full 100% Leicester will be going down to the championship. I think there's so much off-field issues that I have no doubt that the team's going down. Huh. I, I, well, I mean, look, when you think Leicester, when you think of Leicester since that Premier League title victory, you think Jamie Vardy and you think Casper Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel walked out of this team with what two weeks before the season started out of nowhere. That tells me that something happened or something was going on behind the scenes that he went, I don't want to be a part of this. I can see where this is going. I'm getting out of here before the, the ship sinks kind of thing. I, that, that was the, the first time I went, boy, they've got problems. And then they didn't replace him, which then said to me, there's financial issues potentially. I don't, and as far as I understood, Leicester have lost around 90 million pounds 
since yeah. COVID. I so, believe that was the number. It's a mixture of financial loss and lack of direction and lack of identity, right? So it's it's all kind of turned into this just chaotic shit pool. I find very odd because Brendan Rodgers had a vision and he's a good yeah. manager. He he's won things. He had the the ability to invest in young players and spend money on his squad. He's got Yuri Tillman in his midfield. Yes. He's got good players at it, uh, on his side. Tillman's on the, I mean, I'd say he's good. He's just his his work ethic is a little off. Well, he's not well, playing anymore because he doesn't want to be there. He wanted to be yeah. sold last season. And they said, "No, you stay one more year, and then we'll sell you. We'll get a big result this year. Then we'll sell you. Then we'll sell you." And they haven't sold him. And so he's going, well, we're in relegation. What the hell am I doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, and but to, here's my thing. Uh, here's to respond to what you were saying about going down, being a good thing. They're going to go down. Leicester are going to lose majority of their squad because most of their squad are Premier League quality or, you know, we'll look elsewhere. Dean Smith is not the man. I don't think he, what has he done? He had a good time at Norwich. You got them promoted. Congratulations. You got the yo-yo club up and then they went back down. Good job. Aston Villa. Look how that job went. Tits up real quick. So they're going to go down to the championship. And I genuinely fear we have another Sunderland on our hands. They will go down again. They will be in league one in two seasons. Question random. So let's say Leicester go down. Who do you see going back up to the Premier League? Bolton or Leicester first? I know um, Bolton's a wild card for our buddy Liam. They just won the Papa John's trophy. <laughs> Big things are coming at Bolton. Am I right? I mean, Bolton currently, where are they? Where the hell is Bolton? <laughs> they're in, they're not even in the championship, I think. No, they're not even in the championship. Exactly. They're in League One. Yeah, I was saying, where in League One are they? Well, I think they're like them. fifth. I'm pretty sure they're getting promoted. Fuck it. Give it to Bolton. Give it to the one. I genuinely, I do genuinely think it would be Bolton because, and you, yeah. you mentioned it, Liam. So who's going to be there once they go down to the, the championship. And this was my point at the start of the year. We already talked about how Telemans couldn't literally give less of a shit. About what he does at Leicester anymore. He doesn't care. He has been on autopilot since last summer. He doesn't care. Mm. Where's James Madison going to go? Because he's not going to play in the championship. Mm -hmm. Jamie Vardy is probably, I guess, maybe going to stay there. Probably retire. Maybe retire, but he just signed that contract too. Kelechi Iheanacho, not going to play down in the championship. Preston Daka, not going to play in the championship. Harvey Barnes. Dewsbury Hall, we can keep going. Napoli's well, Ndidi, yeah. Mari Ndidi, yes, absolutely. James Madison, James Madison, literally, he gave the most depressing interview yeah. after the last game. He was the captain. He was at fault for the goals, and you could see he just went, "We're dead." He yeah. literally, he literally said, "We are dead." Yes, it is a fact. They are dead. They have no fight no life left in them dude i'm looking at this side and every no nobody on this team is playing in the championship maybe danny ward you know listen to this listen to this vout face 
is on loan there. He's going to no. be gone. Soyuncu, gone. Amarty, gone. Vestergaard, gone. Evans, gone. You, We already talked about Castagna, Bertrand, Justin, or James Justin, Ricardo Perea, Ndidi, Samari, Mendy, Tielemans, Dewsbury Hall, Prayet, uh, Madison, Harvey Barnes, Tete, Daka, Ian Acho, Vardy. That is their entire fucking team who is not going to be playing in the championship. What are you possibly going to do? But look, even yeah. in, in, in January, they loaned Iosi Perez to Real Batiste. That's a man who is one of your better players. He always went, I want to get out of here. Loan me now and sell me in the summer. Get me out of here. So there were so many problems happening early on in the season, and they financially could not stop it. Yeah, um, yeah I just want to mention, you listed their squad there, and there's just a lot of – those are – Premier League players right there. Yes. Like, uh, 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 now to Leicester's credit, unfortunately, they have faced a lot of injury struggles throughout the last couple of years. James Madison, James Justin, and Didi. But still, like, it, it's it's sad to see where well, they Zinho, look, 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 so they're starting 11 for Leicester versus Bournemouth, who was right, who are, are right down there and probably the biggest rivals for, for relegation. You're telling me this starting 11 is not good enough to beat Bournemouth? Jamie Vardy, Harvey Barnes, James Madison, Ricardo Pereira, Ndidi, Sumare, uh, Castagne, Amarte, Fais, and uh, Victor Christensen. You're telling me that's not good enough to, to get a be. result? We're talking James Madison is probably, you know, was at least talked about going for 50 million in part of the England setup. Jamie Vardy, yes, he is definitely past his best, but we're talking about a very good Premier League goal scorer. Harvey Barnes, Pereira, and Didi. What has happened like, yeah. here? And, and like, uh, that's a squad. Like, you put put that squad up next to Brighton's and tell me, like, on like squad, squad, which team would you think is better? And then take a look at, at the table. And you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, Ricardo Pereira, a couple of years ago in FIFA, he was, like, 85 rated. Like, I don't, I don't like yeah. to bring FIFA into this, but you know, these you were players that were highly rated and – you know, Harvey Barnes, I thought he had a lot more – I hope he can – I I loved watching him play when he broke through into the Premier League. Same with James Madison. I know injuries have hurt him, but yeah. I remember there was a time where he was thought he was going to be like – he was going to be like, oh, Man City, Man United are going to come after him. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. When we did our Premier League predictions for the beginning of the season, I had Leicester finishing ninth. Yeah. That's, that's where I thought they yeah. should be with Brendan Rodgers as a coach and, and the players that they had – I thought they should be top 10. And they are anything but. Last 10 um, results for Leicester City. 1-0 loss to Bournemouth. 2-1 loss to Aston Villa where they were down a man. 2-1 loss to Crystal Palace. 1-1 draw to a 10-man Brentford. A 3-1 loss to uh, Chelsea. 1-0 loss to Southampton. 2-1 loss to Blackburn in the FA Cup no. and a 1-0 loss to uh, Arsenal. Also a 3-0 loss to Manchester United. Their last win, a 4-1 victory on February 11th to Tottenham. So things aren't looking good for Leicester City and it very well could get uglier in the future. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode, guys, with well, we are the Sunday League Pundit. Yeah. So, with a little bit of Sunday League talk, and both of you got a little bit to talk about. Liam, you go first. There's a thing happening <laughs> currently 
in Edmonton, where we are. It's a tournament that happens every year. It's called the Mini World Cup. Wazinho, you have experience working these tournaments. Yeah. Tell me, explain to the, the, the children at home what it's about and what happens. Well, the Mini World Cup is a local football soccer tournament in our city. It's what you think it is. It's a World Cup with, you know, the communities that are in our city of Edmonton. You know, all these. We have a lot of, like, sub-communities that are different heritages, like Croatian, oh, Polish, Italian. And every March, April, uh, there's a tournament where if you're a football player, you can get involved and play for one of these countries that you want to represent. And some of these, you know, countries are pretty strict and yeah you have to be an italian you need to have some form of uh, heritage or they you know if they can't you know let's say you can't field a full zambia team they'll they'll say hey you know what you can come play for us mm-hmm. we'll, but it's a it's a really cool tournament that brings out the football community in the city and there's a lot of passionate supporters like it gets very loud in the mm-hmm. crowds like the serbians the croatians mm-hmm. the team india like it's 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 awesome to see it's really that you know the multiculturalism of canada you really see it at this tournament it's a melting pot and you know the final is on wednesday so possibly Brett, if you're not busy we can go down and do some content do you know well, who's I- in the final I don't actually. I checked the website. They haven't updated it. Okay, they last okay. played on Saturday, I think. Okay. Actually, there was games today. But yeah. anyways, it's just awesome. It wasn't a pain in the ass to work. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to ever want to work that before. And I was well, gonna ask, like, if you guys ever have any questions, if like, well, what was it work like to work a mini World Cup? You let me know. Well, I was going to say, because we were talking behind the scenes that we were trying to get some uh, content from that. Because, again, like you said, like, I I think it's such a beautiful representation of what the game is here in Canada Mm -hmm. and the people who do represent it. It's important to note that this is played inside an indoor facility. It's 5v5, not 7v7, not 11v11. It's 5v5. There are boards. But it's very fast-paced, which yeah. I love. It oh, makes yeah. it so much more exciting, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I was... So there's a... Uh, this is going to relate to what you are going to say, Liam. But I was on TikTok, and there's a guy uh, who's been posting highlights in the Mini yeah. World Cup. Oh, really? It's called the 29th Club. Yeah. They're a small TikTok account. They've been posting just highlights of the Mini World Cup. And some of the comments people are posting are like, Indoor soccer football isn't soccer. I'm sorry. Last time I checked, if you have a ball between your feet, that's football. It doesn't matter what the surface playing is. It's, if it's not grass, it doesn't matter. Football is football as long as you have two fucking ball, balls so, between your feet. Two yeah. balls through your feet. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I mean, I mean what, what, what I had to respond to that comment is, I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, from the months of September to April, we cannot play outside. This is what we have. You but know, we, then they say, indoors. Oh, oh, but there's boards. There's yes. boards. What is here's, this, hockey? Here, here's what I say. I am sorry you're such an insufferable piece of shit. How about that? I am sorry that your life is so sad that you have time to comment on how a sport is played and how yeah. it's not a sport. So to you who absolutely hates happiness piss off to everybody else who does love happiness and love the game that we all love welcome because that's who's really welcome here uh already before we wrap up uh because i think that's a, a great 
thing to uh, really wrap up on. And I really think that it's something here in the city that needs more attention. I know when I I worked at or or when I was still in school at Nate, uh, that was one of the stories that we would consistently go and put out because it was a really good um, uh, hyper local thing that was going on. But also... Our team is, well, depending on the weather, going to hopefully be starting up soon. And I'm getting excited for yeah. the outdoor season, guys. I don't know about you, but Wazi, he's he's planning on coming out of retirement here. He thinks he's going to look like Trent outdoors. And uh, Liam, you aren't going to have to worry about goalkeeping anymore. No, that, that, that sounds like uh, goalkeeping is a problem that's solved so far. I, I am looking forward to outdoor. I always enjoy playing outdoor, probably a bit more than indoor. But uh I'm hoping for a bit more of a positive season this year. We need you out, man. Like we, the I'm... thing about our team, we need you out because you, uh, when you do decide to run after balls, not very often. Really good. You are really good. <laughs> uh, we need that out there. Like, I think. I think if I'm if I'm able to play out consistently yeah. i'll uh get my fitness back towards the end of the season the last like two or three games i'll be real good you know yeah wazi how you feeling coming out of retirement i'm nervous i just need to I, I, I it's gonna take it's gonna be a process at first oh yeah oh yeah no i'm pumped up i'm ready to be uh cdm Sorry. once again i'm ready for my bone crunching tag before we wrap things up though, let me say one more yeah. thing here we're talking uh, uh football in canada we're talking about how canada does its thing uh, quickly, I'm going to say Canada is about to get way more on the global football stage when we have our first ever Ballon d'Or winner. No, oh, yeah, it's not sure. Alfonso Davies. No, it's not Jonathan David. It is Alistair Johnston who could be the greatest human on earth. He, <laughs> he won man of the match against them, the other side of Glasgow that we don't like to talk about and then he proceeded to chug a bottle of rosé wine okay <laughs> this guy he's just living life right yeah. now okay <laughs> um quickly i just want to go back to that uh indoor conversation i just yeah. want to get your guys' thoughts on indoor football because i found a comment on here can't get over how behind canada is on football man border soccer really first of all we have we, not every too. facility is boarded in canada it just those are the cheaper facilities. It costs a lot of money to make facilities that don't have boards. It costs a lot to play in them, to maintain them, especially during the winter, right? It, it makes it easier for people to enjoy the sport in the winter, especially for what six, eight months when it's minus 20, minus 10, minus 30. You want to play football, you want to play competitive football on a team. And these facilities that we have in our city, yes, they're not great. Yes, boarded football is unsafe. But it just allows people to play. But it, it, it not only it that, is. but it, it, it's multi-use. I mean, yes. yeah, you play ball hockey on there. My yeah. cousin had a lacrosse tournament yeah. there. It, 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 it. I think they do cricket there. Like it's multi-use. And you know? sorry, Brad, before you jump in, mm-hmm. it's about accessibility. The boarded facilities allow more people yeah. to play. I remember there was an issue here in the city because games are going up until from five p.m. or six p.m. till. 11 mm-hmm. because so mo- many people wanted to play and this isn't, isn't just one facility this is four facilities where yep. people just want to play soccer every evening weekdays weekends it's mm-hmm. people just want to play but there's not a ton of facilities to do it in the winter and yep. like i said non-boarded facilities they cost a lot of money to keep it maintained we're trying to build more of those here where we are i know in ontario they have plenty vancouver mm-hmm. it's different in every province every province is different when it comes to football and soccer in canada 
here's the thing, and and you mentioned that too. It, it is the amount of time that you're having at these four facilities, but at those facilities as well, there is four rinks that are being used and then even at the south there's an extra fifth one and then they added another specifically ball hockey rink so that they could use more turfs at the south soccer center they you sit here and on tiktok and you see all these people who go oh canadians can't do football they talk you you're just like americans you don't know anything (laughs) and then when the canadians actually go out there and prove not only talk about but prove that they're not only active in the game but they play the game watch the game are active in so many different ways in the summer and the winter playing literally 12 months out of the year and you sit there and you go oh what is this this isn't football fuck you fuck you because you don't get to have both ways i'm sorry but you don't you don't get to sit there and complain when oh we're not taking it seriously and then when we are taking it seriously you can't sit there and go that's not the game read a book touch some grass Mm -hmm. Don't be such an insufferable human being. And maybe, just maybe, more people around you might actually like And guess what? Those indoor facilities that you're shitting on for having boards, those are the same facilities that Alfonso Davies first started in. Yep. That's there, where he a, there's a video of him scoring a banger of a free kick at the Eastside Soccer Center. I played on that same field. There's a video of him when he was probably like 10, 13 playing, and, and he hits a banger free kick. Yep. That's where it starts. Go For tell Alfonso Davies it's starts. not football. Go tell Alfonso Davies what? that is not where football is grown. And, and I don't he's going to look at you and laugh at you in I don't the care face if you're playing. with all of the money that he has made with Byron. Now, Brett, Brett, real quick, I want to say Alfonso Davies would probably agree. Yeah, we shouldn't have border facilities, but it's just the accessibility factor, right? Oh, back in back in 2000, 2004, the money wasn't there to create these, you know, 7v7 pitches, these domes in Canada that we're starting mm-hmm. to see. It's start. They're starting to pop up more in Edmonton. I know there's plenty in Ontario and BC, but Alberta as a whole still needs a little bit of time to grow. And it, there are people who are trying to develop more. But I don't care if you're goal. playing at the uh, at the new camp or if you're yeah. playing indoor with boards. If you're playing futsal in a gym, or if you, I, I don't care. You're playing. Who? Yeah. Can, and quite frankly, let's be let's be brutally honest. The people who are playing at the Edmonton indoor boarded centers are not going to be then going to play for Real Madrid next week. Yeah. For them, it's okay. We're playing mm-hmm. the game that we love. And it, the other thing, too, with the this boarded game is that it also adds to your outdoor game. It's a totally – it's still football, but it adds to the urgency in your game. I can't wait going from indoor to outdoor to mm-hmm. see how my game has evolved. Because I have play, I played a totally different position, totally different way in indoor. How is that going to apply to my outdoor game? Yeah. Like, the, 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 again, we, we have snow – X amount of months out of the year, you expect us to go out there and play? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, I think no. we spent enough uh, time. I, sorry, Brad. I have one. La- I have one last hot take. Story, human. I, 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 re- I really like this conversation right now. Hot take: Indoor football five v five is more exciting than eleven v eleven. It's better. outdoor. No. Yeah, it is. It is. It's hundred percent. No, I'm sorry. It's so much more you exciting. Know, well, you're, not gonna, you're not going to beat. Actual football, though. 
I, I guess I don't know, but th- when I've when I've worked at these mini World Cups, it's so exciting to watch go back and forth. Hundred percent, intense. It's awesome. It's just it, it. There's such a like intensity to it, and you have to be so quick on your feet. You have to mentally quick think, like Brett mentioned. Like it's it's just a different game. It's so fast and fast paced, and you're starting to see even seven v seven football grow mm-hmm. a bit more. There's these massive games happening in Barcelona now, like. I'll end it there, but I, we could talk no, about indoor football, no, in my opinion, for a while. No, and, and honestly, hopefully you guys are able to go there on Wednesday and, and at least show a little bit more of the world what, what we are talking about and, and mm-hmm. how the atmosphere might compare to what you see in Europe. You know, yes, it is not an ultra section. Yes, it is not, you know, the greatest derbies the world of football has ever seen. However, it's it's something fantastic and it's local and it's people showing pride for for where they're from and what they bring to Canada, which I think is ultimately the greatest aspect of the Mini World Cup is we're all here together and we are celebrating who we are together. A hundred percent. Alrighty, let's wrap it up there. Also, just before uh, we do wrap, I want to say I, I kind of I've told you guys this before, but I, I'm sure you guys already forgot, but. I'm going to Toronto at the end of this week and I'm going to a TFC game and they play Tiago Almada's Atlanta Ooh. United. So I'm going to You gonna get try... to see Gregorius Yakumakus. Uh, you're damn right who scored this weekend in oh. uh, the MLS too. So I'm going to try and get as much content as I can for you nice. guys. Let's see what MLS soccer is also like mm-hmm. here in Canada too. But Also, just before we wrap up, a little bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already followed us on all of our socials, please do that. Just look up the 90th minute. We will pop up everywhere. Also, we were just talking all this Sunday League about us, but we want to hear your Sunday League stories. So when you do find those social medias, make sure you hit us in the DMs and tell us some of your stories from your Sunday Leagues. We will tell some of your stories here on the podcast every single show all righty lads let's wrap it up there we will be back once again next week thank you so much for joining the sunday league pundits presented by betway stay safe don't do anything i wouldn't do Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.